In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So this past Thursday, we celebrated an important feast in the world church calendar, Hambartzum in Armenian, the ascension of Jesus. And on this day, surely you know that 40 days after Easter, we remember Jesus leaving his students and rising up to the heavens to be with God. Jesus' ascension is written about in eyewitness accounts in the Gospel of Luke and Acts, and it's been an important part of our worship since the beginning. We actually, every week in the Havadamk, the Nicene Creed, we actually profess our belief in the ascension. We say, He ascended into heaven with the same body and sat at the right hand of the Father. Yet somehow this major feast of the church has lost much of its prominence in our day. And I think the first reason for this is a logistical one. The ascension happened 40 days after Easter, which falls on a Thursday. And most of our churches in this country have trouble gathering people for workday liturgies, and so our memory of the ascension, I think, is fading a bit. But the problem with ascension is not just a logistical one, it's also a cultural one and a theological one, I think. You see, the ascension is trying to tell us an important truth about God and Jesus in our lives, but we've lost the context to make any sense of it. If you spend time thinking about the ascension, I would guess you might gloss it over as another of God's seemingly random magic tricks, which are hard to believe, but this is our faith. We can do better than that, though, and my hope today is to recover the significance of the ascension, which is to be the capstone of the Easter season, and it has real implications for our everyday lives. So to recover this significance, we first have to restore the context of ascension, which has always been a final inseparable piece of the Easter season, of Christ's resurrection. And the ascension explains what we mean and what we don't mean by resurrection. Well, you might be saying to yourself, Der Hovnan, we know what we mean by the resurrection. We all know that Jesus was the only man who died and who rose again, but wait a minute. What about Lazarus? He died and rose again. What about Jairus' little daughter? She died and rose again. Well, wait a minute. Something, and for that matter, actually, it's not uncommon for people to die and to rise again, right? In fact, that's the main premise of all those books we mentioned last week, like 90 Minutes in Heaven. Many people die, at least clinically, and then they come back to tell of it, and they make good money doing so as well. But that's not what happened with Jesus. Jesus' resurrection was not resuscitation. Let me say that again. Jesus' resurrection was not resuscitation. He didn't die and come back to live out his natural life before eventually dying again. Jesus' death was intentional. It had a purpose, and that purpose was to raise up all things, to ascend to the Father, and to lead us to the same, 
Jesus' resurrection, the Gospels make 100% clear, was a permanent change in the nature of reality. A new dimension in human experience. That black curtain of sin and death which befell humanity and which still constricts and corrupts us to this day has been broken through by Jesus, ushering in new possibilities, new life. Succinctly put, the ascension guards us from seeing Jesus' resurrection as any less than what it is. It wasn't a medical miracle, it's not a metaphor, and it's not a magic trick. It's a glimpse for God's people of the final leg of our journey with him. And as with everything Jesus did, it was an example we follow. His ascension makes possible our ascension, being lifted up by seeking the truth, and good and the beautiful in this world, and finally ascending to dwell with God in a glorious new way. That's one thing. The second, the ascension also helped us broaden the focus of Christ's Easter resurrection from one little tribe of people to all the children of God dwelling on this earth. If you think about it, all the happenings of the Gospels are narrowly zoomed in on this smallest outpost of a tiny tribe and their interactions with Jesus. But with his ascension, this narrow focus on a chosen few zooms out to encompass the entire world. It's like if you've used Google Maps ever. If you're viewing your little neighborhood and suddenly you zoom out to see the entire world. This is how the Gospel of Luke tells it. It says the disciples, faces turned to the sky, see Jesus raising his hand in blessing as he ascends. As he's lifted up, Jesus' blessing broadens, widening in scope from disciples to Jerusalem to Armenia to Africa and eventually all corners of the earth. So now we've seen that the Ascension helps us understand the full reality of Easter and how it broadens its impact. And to conclude, we'll look at how the Ascension provides a calling to all of us who are God's future generations. What Jesus did by leaving his disciples and the world in such a grand way is to provide us maximum space all the way up to the heavens to grow into our calling as Christians. We often cite Pentecost as the birthday of the church, but the birth was conceived nine days prior at the ascension. Because as the disciples looked up to follow their risen Lord's path, they stopped looking down at their limitations. They stopped looking down at each other, and they began looking up together to fulfill the great mission which Jesus had left them and us in his wake. So just as those disciples looking up to the sky that day, I pray that we might receive the mystery and the richness of ascension afresh today. May we lift our minds to see that Jesus' death and rising was no scientific or spiritual anomaly, but it was actually the final step in God's long plan to reform all of reality. May we expand our vision to serve not only our family or tribe, but all of God's children. And finally, might we pursue our highest calling to be witnesses to the ascension of our Lord, living up, lifting up 
our hearts and our minds and our deeds to all that is true and all that is good, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.